nice and warm in here, people. Yeah, it's warm. Thank you, God, for the air conditioning. It's good to be here. I feel like half the church just left, but that's all right. They'll come back. They'll come back. Um, it's great to be here. It's a great privilege to be sharing again. Um, something I don't take for granted, and it's uh, God's just been speaking to me really and challenging me a lot um, in recent weeks. Um, the uh, the topic of keeping company with God it, that in itself is is challenging. That is in itself is challenging to me. And uh, I know when Pastor Ben said we were doing this series and that we were um, that I was scheduled. I saw on the roster that I was scheduled to preach in in this series. I thought, wow. Well, God, you're going to have to work on me. You're going to have to challenge me and you're going to have to tweak me a little bit because um, keeping company with God is, and just that, that notion is something that is really challenging for me. And, and certainly, as Pastor Ben has been preaching and teaching, especially there's been a couple of messages that he's shared from this pulpit that have really uh, spoken into my heart and really just encouraged me and, and, and motivated me. And before I start, um, this isn't from my message, but God had been laying on my heart over recent weeks, just uh, the privilege of having an iPhone that's got notes on it is that when God drops something into my head, I can just uh, get out my iPhone and I just can take some notes. And, and as I've been thinking about what, what's been happening here um, in this church and what God's been doing in this place, he just... Uh, wanted me to share with you some things, and then I'm going to get to the main point of my message. But I just want to declare some things in this place right now. Um, And if anybody relates to anything that's going to be said right now, I I just ask you to take it and just claim it as yours. God is really moving in this place, and he's really doing some amazing work. He's doing some amazing healing. So right now, I'm going to just declare these things over us and, and, and claim them, if you will. Firstly, God's love does not depend on our circumstances. God's love does not depend on our circumstances or what we're feeling. Um, he is there in our triumph. He is there in our despair. The roller coaster of life, the ecstasy of the highs and the agonies of the lows. God is constant. He is always the same. He's the same in every trial and every triumph. He remains faithful and he celebrates with us. He mourns with us and he calms the storm. He walks with us, he motivates us and he encourages us and sometimes this is what I really want to share right now that God is the same, he's always the same no matter what we're feeling and God really, I can't shake this one, sometimes we feel like damaged goods, sometimes we feel like we're broken and no one can fix us, sometimes we feel like those damaged things but God, let me tell you, God is the ultimate warranty. He is the ultimate warranty. He is the ultimate in new for old replacement. He is the ultimate at fixing broken stuff. He can restore us. He can make us whole. We're no longer faulty. We no longer have faulty goods. We are broken, but we can be made complete. We are perfect and we are whole in spite of our weakness. God just wanted me to lay that down right now at the start of, before I even preach, and I could stop right there and ask the team to come and we could do some amazing ministry time out of that because let me tell you, whoever it is in this place, you need to know that 
God doesn't make no junk, all right? God doesn't make no junk and you are special and you are chosen and you are not broken, but you can be made whole and you can be made complete. So often I, I struggle with the fact that I am complete. So often I look at things in my past and I say, I'm not complete. There's faulty stuff in there. But God's word says we are complete in him. Um, no more messing around. We are complete. It's finished. And as I've been thinking about this keeping company with God thing and what I could share today and what keeping company means to me, I was really challenged. And I was really challenged about this one concept or this one notion, the notion of the quiet place. The notion of the quiet place. The place where we are still, we are quiet. The private place. The place where no one sees. Our alone place. The quiet place where it feels like God doesn't hear our prayers. Where our words fall out into the valley like an echo and we don't hear them come back. We don't hear the echo. Where, God, where our words just feel like they're going into the void and they're not being returned to us. The quiet place. The modern church would have us believe that God would only speak when the music is loud and the lights are low. The worship industry is built on that. The music industry and the Christian circles are built on that, that we need the next encounter to come from a, a worship track. We need those words to fill our ears so we hear from God, but those words often replace what God is wanting us to hear. God, speak to me in the quiet. When I'm alone, this is my thing. This is, I'm preaching tonight from my own experience, but I pray that some of it resonates with you. That God would speak to us in our quiet place. God would speak to us when we're all alone, when we're not reliant on others for help. When we don't rely on others other people's faith but we we look at our own faith and we say God strengthen me in that God use me in that I know even as I prepared for this meeting I sent someone a text the other night and said oh I reckon we should have a prayer meeting I need prayer let's get together and pray and then God quickly shaped that thought and said Matt you don't need to rely on the others around you to support you in prayer that's a great thing, but don't run to them as, as your prop. Don't run to them and say, you pray and I'll just be in the atmosphere. You pray and I'll receive your blessing. God wants us to be alone with him. We shouldn't rely on others to be prayed for. To God, let me do the work. God, let me do the work. Not rely on others to lift me up, but let me lift myself up. Let me do the heavy lifting. Let me show the effort and stand in that place of no shortcuts, of reliance only on him, not on what is constructed around me. Let me rely on only him. 
in the quiet place. God wants us to know how to be intimate. God wants us to learn the act of being intimate with Him. God wants me not to be impressive, but intimate. For so often we, we look to be impressive on the outside and we look to stand on the platform and be impressive, but God, I want to be intimate with you. I want to strip away all the stuff. I want to strip away all the stuff that, that causes me to stand on this platform and say, God, I want to be intimate with you. There's this verse that I want to share with you. And it's in 1 Kings. And it's around Elijah. And the Lord appears to Elijah. And I need to find the place. Basically, Elijah went up to the place and he'd done all this stuff. And he was being very good for God. He was, he was, he was, the message translation says he was working my heart out. And let me just find it in the message translation because I've lost it in that, in my hard copy there. But basically, he goes up to the top of the mountain and he, and he goes there and he says to God that he wants to see God and, and, and then what happens is, let me find it, sorry. Basically he'd been working so hard that he was so tired and he, he walked for 40 days and, and he went up to a cave and the angel encouraged him to eat. But then in verse 11, of First Kings 19, reading from the message translation. Then he was told, go and stand on the mountain at attention before God and God will pass by. And a hurricane wind ripped through the mountains and shattered the rocks before God. But God wasn't to be found in the wind. And then after the wind an earthquake came, but God wasn't found in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came, a mighty fire came in that place, but God wasn't found in the fire. And after the fire, a gentle and quiet whisper. And that's when Elijah left that place. A quiet voice asked, so Elijah, now tell me, what are you doing here? And he said again, I've been working my heart out for God because the people of Israel abandoned him. But what I want to say is that God wants our full attention. God wants our full attention, but he doesn't always show up with fire. He doesn't always come in the earthquake and the rumblings of amazing praise and worship. He doesn't always come, we sing fire fall down, but God always, doesn't always show up then. Sometimes he comes in the quiet place, in the still place. 
Let us be ourselves, free of distraction. So our, our lives these days are filled with this thing. And this thing is very good. This thing gives me a lot of information. This gives, thing gives me lots of resource and the ability to look up my Bible wherever I am. But this thing and this world is so full of distraction and noise that sometimes it's so hard to just quiet ourselves and just be still before God. You know, I was praying today and, and I drove to down out of harbour, just down from my house, and the Royal Cruising Yacht Squadron is there. And, and the first thing that drew, drew my eye to this thing, and God was speaking to me through that, and a concrete, concrete breakwater had been made to protect the moorings and, and the yachts. And the, and the water was rough, and the wind was blowing, and... You, you could notice, noticeably see the waves. And as I arrived, I looked out and I just, God drew my attention to this place, this breakwater. And then as I'm sitting there praying, this, this large container ship drove, went past and more wake was being made, the waves were bigger. But to look behind the breakwater, the water was noticeably different. The water was noticeably different. It was still. The wind was calmer there. You could see there was no wind on the waves. And you could see the distinct line where the effect of the breakwater finished. And I said to God, I said, God, I want to be in that place. I want to be in your place of protection where the winds no longer buffet me and the waves are they still exist, but they're smaller than they are away from you. I want to be in that hidden place, that place where I find protection and I find rest. And Pastor Ben so greatly shared the other week about Martha and Mary, and, and that touched me so much. Why did it touch me? It touched me because so often we look at Martha who busies herself, who busies herself away from Jesus. And, and the verse says that if you read it, it says Martha was also sitting at her feet, at his feet, but she got distracted by the act of doing things. So often we read that and we think Mary is the holy one and, and Mary is the one that's close to Jesus and presses into him. But if we read it, it actually says that both of them, both the sisters were close to Jesus and both the sisters would sit at his feet and both the sisters would go to him and, and be comforted by him. But Martha had become so distracted by the stuff going on that she lost sight of him. And Jesus says that Mary is the one. Jesus says to them that Mary is the one that is doing the right thing. Mary is the one that knows what she's doing, basically. And I confess in front of everyone right now that, that I can find myself being a Martha. I can find myself always wanting to be busy in church and always wanting to 
look after others. It's what I do every day. God has called me into a line of work where I serve and I love and I worry about others first. But God wants me to share with you guys as a point of confession that often I get too busy, that often I get too distracted by life around me. I'm too quick to serve. I'm too quick to help. I'm too quick to feel that my worth comes through my service. I'm too quick in, in a prayer meeting to open my eyes and look and see who might need me. God, where will you use me? God, where should I be? Someone might need me over here and I should go and pray for them. But what about just stilling myself and saying, God, use me, fill me. Last week, I I stood right there. I did that very thing. I came from my seat in the altar call and God told me to go to the front and I stood here and I looked and I looked at God doing his thing in everybody's lives that was here. And part of me said, what should I do? Who should I pray for? Look at them. They're getting a touch. And then God just simply said, Matt, shut up. (laughs) Matt, God will quickly tell you. He said, God, he said, Matt, just be still. For once. Just stop. Just focus on me. Just let, we need to let him love. We need to let God move. We need to let God speak. We need to be still enough to Just listen. Lauren, if you can come. We need to learn just to to open up. So often we try and be impressive but not intimate. And God would want us to just open up and be real with him. When I think about intimacy... Intimacy is the ultimate in just being vulnerable and letting the others around you see the real you. To be in an intimate relationship is the ultimate in vulnerability. It's the ultimate in saying, here I am, love me as I am. Love me as I am and and treat me as I am. We need to let him in again, church. We need to be vulnerable enough with him to open ourselves, to see our scars and our hurt, to see our imperfections and our blemishes, to see our sores and our wounds. We need to let him in again. For God is not a transactional God. He's not a God we merely go to to have a transaction. God is a God of relationship. God is a God of relationship and intimacy. 
He doesn't just want us to go and knock on His door when we need something. He wants us to go and seek relationship with Him. He doesn't want us just to put our church clothes on and go to Him and say, here I am. Look at me, I look good. Look at me, I look like I've got it all together. He wants us to go to Him vulnerable, open, honest and say, God, here I am. He wants us to push through the crowd and just touch Him. He wants us to create intentional relationship with Him. He wants us to communicate with Him like any relationship. He wants us to be talking to Him and walking with Him. But most of all, He wants us to be real. He wants us to take down the masks that we've been wearing for so long and open ourselves up and say, here I am. And that intimacy can only come in the quiet place. That vulnerability can only come in the quiet place. A place where we learn to encounter Him. And I confess, as I feel like a Martha sometimes, I'm not the best at the quiet place. And so it's my prayer right now, as much as I ask it to be your prayer, that God will help me to find that place of intimacy with Him. That God would help me to find that place where I can just be quiet and be still. And I can be comfortable in that place where I might not hear from Him straight away. But I still am confident enough to go back the next day and say, here I am again, God, in the quiet, in the stillness. Speak to me, God. So as I close tonight, I just... invite you to do business with God to have God speak into your quiet place speak into that place of vulnerability where you don't let anyone in God would want that place to be somewhere where He can operate. To be somewhere where He can come and touch the things that He needs to touch. For so long, we might have covered those things with a great facade and a great boldness, but God wants us to be broken and vulnerable in front of Him and say, God, there's stuff in my life that I need you to touch. So as we sing and as the band lead us into his place, let me just pray. 
Holy Spirit. I am nothing without you, Holy Spirit. And I thank you for being in this place, for speaking your words over this place, for your words are the words of love and acceptance. And Holy Spirit, I just pray that you come right now. Come in this place, Holy Spirit. Speak into our quiet place. Speak into our innermost being, the part that we don't let anybody see, Holy Spirit. Do only what you will do.